welcome. You're listening to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast to inspire, empower and support free spirits with a big idea, a project or craft they're passionate about and want to turn into a business. I'm Anke Herman, business coach and mentor, lifelong creator, online tech-loving geek, and I'm your host. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and share with your friends. For today's episode, I talk to the lovely Lynn Thurman. Lynn is a published author, blogger, speaker, and entrepreneur. She's the co-founder of the Quiet Rebel Bureau. I love that name. A boutique publishing company that helps new mind-body-spirit authors to write, self-publish, and promote their books and businesses. When she's not working with quiet rebels, you can often find her buried under books, cooking up a vegan storm in the kitchen, or wandering along the beach. Enjoy listening to Lynn's fascinating story. Hello and welcome, Lynn. Hi, Annika. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, thanks so much for coming. I'm really excited to have you here and to have you share your incredible story. So oh, let, thank you. <laughs> let me just dive straight in. Tell our listeners um, who you are, where you live, and what, what your business is. Yeah, um, my name's Lynn Thurman. I live on the south coast of England. Um, can't really say it's the sunny south coast of England, but we're going to say. And um, I run a self-publishing company called the Quiet Rebel Bureau with my husband. And um, my entrepreneurial journey is like 12 years in the making. Um, so what I do is I help people who want to publish books to self-publish books and give them guidance and help along the way because it's quite a quite an involved journey actually it's quite a personal journey to publish a book and I also help with other businessy things as well um so yeah I've got I do many things really <laughs> under the guise of um a self-publishing company wow that that is incredible because I love how it's that piece in the middle you know between having a book contract with a big you know, publisher's company or doing it all on your own. So you sort of nicely set there in the middle. Now, you mentioned 12 years, and that reminds me of this famous quote that I can never remember exactly, but it, it is something like, every overnight success is a fabulous product. Or is, is, the, is the public finally discovering a great product or service that has been in hiding or is, it has been waiting to be discovered for, for ages while the owner stubbornly refused to give up. So I think it actually happens quite often that, that um, when you look at the journey it, from that first idea, it's, it's actually quite a long time. So that leads yeah. me right into the question I'm most curious about. How did this all came about? Take us through, you know, the 12 years. Oh, wow. Um, well, before I, before I became self-employed, my background is in IT. So I used to work for government in IT and I was responsible 
this is like way back, like 1997, I hand-coded the, the um, government that I was working with, the, the um, organization, I hand-coded their very first website. Wow. That was like when the internet really was a baby and everything was in HTML and it was on dial-up. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was in IT support as well. Um, so that was my background. But I left there because government work is really not very um, flexible and not, there's not much creativity. <laughs> mm. I mean, you can imagine. So I then went to work as a director's uh, PA. So I was doing more admin stuff. But, you know, there comes a point where I think in your working journey where if you're going to become self-employed, you just have to jump. Yes. And I got to that point. So I thought, no, that with my skills there, I can start doing these things for my. I can do these for other people. I can work for myself. So I set up a virtual assistant company, and this was like twelve years ago, and no one had ever heard of a virtual assistant. <laughs> but it, it was quite successful because I went around local businesses. I introduced myself. A lot of people didn't have a web presence at that that time, so I could offer them not only doing their admin work, but to get them online. So that was, um, was quite handy. I think I got in just at the right time there. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. Was there a specific point that made you jump, like a specific trigger, or was it just you woke up on Sunday morning thinking, hmm, <laughs> or was there something in, in, in particular? There wasn't any, well, there wasn't anything in particular. The, I just wasn't very happy. Hmm. Um, I had two little boys at the time and I was working full time. So I had to commute, I had to get to the office and come back and I was missing out on them growing up. So I kept saying, you know, this, I want to be there. And there was no reason why I couldn't because I had enough skills that I could work from home. So that was a big push. So I could be there to take them to school when they come home from school. And it was really funny. I, I just kept saying, I really want to be a mum, even though I was a mum, I really wanted to be more involved. Yeah. So I kept saying that. I handed in my notice and then like two weeks later found out I was pregnant with my daughter. So I, I you know, be careful wow. what you say because you yes. get <laughs> <laughs> Be careful what you wish for, that's all true. Exactly. <laughs> So um, my daughter coincides with my my self employment journey as well. So it was it was a scary time because you make that jump and all your security vanishes. And to top it off, I was pregnant. And um, yeah, it was very, it was an interesting time. But yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, that's so true. And I bet at the time, like looking back. It's like, yeah, it was challenging, but it was the right thing to do. You know, I guess in the moment you don't always see that, but I think it always turns out that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't have any regrets. Um, and, you know, it was being able to work from home for myself while raising my daughter from a baby. It, yeah. it was, you know, it's a great privilege, and I'm, you know, to do that, so... It was hard work. You have to juggle a lot of things. <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. So how did the VA business then evolve? Um, um, well, I've always had kind of my fingers in other things as well because I'm a spiritual author. So I had my virtual assistant business 
alongside doing more kind of spiritual stuff. Um, and I've always, always had an interest in books and writing. It's been with me ever since I was a little girl. So for my spiritual side of the business, I began blogging also around the same time as um, I began being self-employed. Mm -hmm. So my blog uh, was quite popular because it's quite a niche area. And I got my writing contract sort of came out of that. And throughout the years, I've kind of mixed the writing in with um, my other virtual assistant thing because I could offer people writing because I, I got quite a lot of skills and I worked as um, a freelance editor for a while. Oh, dear. You know, it just evolves. All these yeah. bits and pieces come together. You yeah. start on one journey and you end up something similar but different. And I it's think uh, when, we were talking, when we were talking before, you mentioned that our journeys are spirals and we yeah. do some kind of come back to the same place, but it's never the same place. Yeah. Oh, that's, so that's everything. My, my experience too. Yeah. Yeah. So everything just kind of evolved and flowed and yeah. And here I am today fulfilling something that I thought I would never do. I didn't ever think I would become an author because I, I had all these kind of, um, preconceived ideas what an author would be and they had to have an English degree which I didn't have you must have oodles and oodles of life experience etc etc and so over the last 10 years it's been an amazing journey <laughs> yeah I bet I bet so what tell, tell us about the book um my first book is called the inner goddess revolution and that is kind of like a self-help book for midlife women who want more from life yeah. Um, and I published that with a traditional publisher. I got a, a publishing contract and I, I, did, I wasn't very happy with what well, I was happy that I had a publishing contract because that's, you know, my first book, that was a really big deal. I mean, I feel really fortunate. Um, but I found the process incredibly lonely. Mm. I did, I didn't feel like the publishing company supported me as an author. Mm. And when you're working in an area which you really have no idea, you know, the, the protocols, what goes on, I could have really used with someone kind of like holding my hands a little, yeah. you know, saying this is the next step, this is the next step. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess when they, they just sort of do the, the technical things and get it all together, uh, but, but um, don't really take care of, especially when you're a first-time author? Yes, yeah. I, I really could have, I really wanted some guidance. So, and I also found that the publishers expect the authors to do most of their uh, PR and marketing. So that was another area oh, which I thought. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I would have thought, well, if, you know, if, if, if you get a pub, you know, I, I would have thought it was that kind of, they'd at least help. Well, they do sort of help, but um, I didn't find them particularly helpful. They would send out some press releases, mm -hmm. but really it fell on the author to do as much marketing as possible, which is okay, if, I suppose, if you've done it before and you know what you're doing, but if there's no guidance there, yeah. it's, it's yeah. really confusing. So when I got to my second book, I decided I was going to self-publish. Yeah. Um, because not only is is it um, 
you know, a, a whole process in itself with a publishing company, but also monetarily, you, you, you don't write a book to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and the, pub- <laughs> the publishers get way more than you do. Hmm. Um, so I decided to self-publish because of my background in IT, doing, I did everything with um, self-publishing Goddess Rising, everything. I wrote it. I typeset it I, I edited it but I also got my husband to edit it as well so I did everything I did the cover because I have all these skills I messed over yeah. the years it was that was no bother for me so I did it from the ground up to self-publish every aspect of self-publishing I, I completed myself and when I went to publish it I thought I really should have my own publishing company but you know like fears and doubts creep in and it's like well who am I to have my own publishing company so I didn't put that down as a myself as a publisher for my book and I regretted it so fast forward like a year and a half I thought yeah you know why not let's do this let's (laughs) let's create a publishing company and that was the quiet rebel bureau I love the name (laughs) 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 so how did you get your first client for that Oh, that was that was one of those kind of weird things. Like most of the journey has weird elements. Um, I was actually doing a talk completely um, on EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique, because I've been a practitioner of that for about fifteen years or so. I was doing a little evening workshop talk thing, and. Um, a lady just came who was there then contacted me and said oh I hear you've just started a publishing company I've just got this book I need some help and there you go (laughs) 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 yeah nothing to do with writing at all it's all to do with healing (laughs) but I love how it's all connected isn't it yeah Yeah, it is that is incredible uh, yeah and I think a lot of time people come to, to people in business because they strike up a relationship with you. It's yes. not necessarily that maybe you're the best writer or the best coach or the best anything, but it's because that there's some kind of dynamic between you and the person. And, and I think just being authentic and real just helps. <laughs> I, think, I, I'm, I think you're like really hit you know, the, the nail on the head there. I think it's, it's everything. It's absolutely everything. Especially, yeah. I mean, if you look at a, a product like, um, you know, like a commodity, you know, something, you know, you buy that anywhere and you don't really look, you know, if you go and buy. I, I mean, it's actually funny. Like even I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking of an example and I'm thinking coffee, no, even there, you know, I'm going to go and get the coffee to the place where I like who, who, you know, what's attending to me? I mean, even there. But you know, if I buy a, if I buy some bread somewhere, I'm not paying that much attention to, to it. But you know, for a kind of service and and really, when I think of of my sewing clients, you know, yeah, you know, it's definitely there's some connection. You feel comfortable. You go to who you feel comfortable with. Yes. And I think in business, it's it comes down to being authentic, being yes. true to who you are, 
and because there's so many people doing similar things uh, but I think to stand out you just need to be who you are and that sounds so simple but in reality it's incredibly difficult <laughs> because we have all these pressures on ourselves especially with social media yes. and like you go on Instagram and everything looks so beautiful and perfect and there doesn't seem to be any room for those rougher edges that we all have that make us unique so I think it's a really bold and brave move to just be authentic so I always try to be authentic how I speak how I write so there's some kind of um, continuous vibe all the way through which is just me (laughs) <laughs> and it's so, you're so right it's so it's so important it is it is this fear of being judged of not belonging i guess it's sort of quite an ingrained thing we all brought up with and you always have the tendency to compare your inner world to somebody else's facade and then you kind of oh you know yeah but um it's- if you enjoy the episode go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and subscribe. If you'd like to be a guest or you know somebody who'd be an awesome guest, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Back to the episode. Especially like you said at the beginning about that, there's this illusion of success, like the overnight success. Yeah. And really there's many years in the making for people to perceive you as being an overnight success. But if you're, you can just see these people and that you think that they've got everything all sewn up and they know exactly what they're doing where you don't get to see what happens behind the scenes. Social media is so elusive. Yeah, it's true. And, and, but the, the problem with it is if, and I remember actually talking to somebody quite some time ago and there was this sense that she was, putting her work out and people weren't responding and I and there was always a sense I can't feel you you know there was this and she was asking like even even the question she asked was like how do I but I need to present myself for what she felt her clients wanted to see Mm. you know and I think well but people don't connect to a mask and if they can't see you with all the edges and all the like who you really are then there's just that kind of like, I don't know, there's something weird about it. And people have quite fine-tuned antennas for that, I think. So yeah, I think I agree. Let, it, let out who you really are is, is, is the best thing you can do because it allows the people who, who resonate with you to actually find you. Exactly. So who, who are your clients, most of your clients? Is there like a pattern, a certain kind of business or author, or, or is there, who's your perfect client? <laughs> we are aiming um, our Quiet Rebel Bureau to the mind, body, spirit authors, because that's what I am um, yes. and what I've been involved in for many, many years. So it's the people who are similar to myself, you know the kind of um the people that are not quite mainstream who maybe have more untraditional ways of looking at the world so they can come to me 
because they will know that I get where they're coming from and I think that helps (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah so that's who we are uh, working with and actually we're working with a lot of people at the moment who have some amazing life stories because part of the the quiet rebel how we can or how I came up with that idea of like being a quiet rebel is that I just feel that we've got so many stories to share with each other and it is a great act of rebellion to do this because we we keep everything to ourselves we keep everything inside and often it's the quietest people who have the most wonderful stories to tell how they've achieved so much and um uh, yeah and I'm really fortunate to be working with quite a few people like that at the moment who have overcome the most your biggest challenges you can imagine to to do, to turn a life around and I just I think more people need to hear that <laughs> yeah. well where would we go what, what is there like where if I now think oh you know <laughs> I'd, I'd love to read some of those stories where would I go oh um at the moment we have we've just published an anthology um called monday morning soul missives oh and we've got 25 authors who have written a letter to the reader so it starts off dear reader it's monday morning and and it's kind of like an antidote to the monday morning blues so if you've ever got up on a monday morning and thought i just can't do this anymore (laughs) it's it's to give hope and inspiration that you know change do something different take control of your life and people have shared their stories to how they've turned things around and that's on amazon at the moment and oh that's great yeah make sure you send me the links so we can put it in the show notes because i'm pretty sure that um people will love reading this and oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's so true so So when, when people come to you, what's the, so is it that they, that they, are they mostly like first time authors or are they people who just have gone the, the traditional route and look for more personal, like for more personal support or, or what's their, why would they, why do they choose you over, over either doing it, well, either or doing it themselves or going the traditional route? Why they, yeah, why they sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, okay. Um, we're, we're only a young company we started the quiet rebel bureau in october but based on you know our six months of being open we're working with first-time authors of course it's very difficult to get a publishing contract um it's you know it's very competitive um and a lot of a lot of publishing companies won't actually take you on as an author. You could be an amazing author, but if you haven't got like a huge social media presence, they won't give you a contract. Yeah. So there's a lot of barriers to actually publishing with a, with a publisher. Of course, there are no barriers to self-publishing, but a lot of people don't have the technical skills or the confidence to self-publish. Yeah. I think they're two big barriers for a lot of people. Sure. yeah exactly so i think we kind of meet in the middle between the two extremes we're not offering public you know traditional publishing contract but we can help people publish their books so they don't have to be afraid of the technology or yeah. or all the stuff and i've done it 
you know, I've written two books, one I've self-published, one I haven't. So I've got experience of both yeah. areas. And yeah. I'm accessible. You know, we can get on the we can get on the Zoom or, you know, I'm at the end of an email or yes. I'm not yeah. a faceless corporation. Yeah, you basically make it possible for people. I can really see that. Actually, something I'm curious about. You said you've you've started it with your husband. Yep. How do you how do you find working with your partner? <laughs> well, it has its moments, as you would imagine. <laughs> but overall, pretty good. <laughs> um, he comes from the same kind of background with mind, body, spirit. Um, and he also did a stint as a as an editor as well so um he comes from the same place that i do it it's good because we work together and you know so there's all we can always bounce things off and, and we know where we are in the, the work process but of course working with anybody whether you're married or not there's always challenges at times so yeah. And I guess the challenge is just that you don't have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's not that the challenge isn't that you can have, that you have to get you get to get home with your husband. That's not the challenge. The challenge is, you know, to to keep work and family life sort of somehow separated. Yes, that that is the challenge because, as you know, when you've got your own business, it seems to spill over into your personal life almost all the time because um, it's a big it's a big thing that you know it's a big chunk of your life but we have put you know boundaries in place that we we have family time now where before it, it has taken us a while to get to this point we, we have family time where we do things with my daughter and um, he and I will go out once a week to just even if it's just for coffee just somewhere out um and we are much more conscious about our working hours as well where before i, I might be working into the night that there is shut off points now yeah. Yeah. and i think that's really healthy and really important and it's taken me a long while to get to that point to put those kind of boundaries in place actually yeah i can imagine it's not easy that's for sure yeah so what, what's on the horizon for you guys? What, what's, what are you working on? What's, uh, you got any projects you're excited about or, or what's next? Yeah, what, lots of projects. They're quite um, rebels. <laughs> they're quite rebels. We're having, we're having a book launch um, next month. Um, a, a, la a lady who wrote for the book, a friend of mine, she's got a cafe um, in Portsmouth in Hampshire and she's offered her place up. So we're going to have a, a a talk and a, a bit launch so that's really exciting so that's our, like our first quiet rebel event wow um we are going to hopefully publish another anthology during the summer and this is a little different because this is going to be fiction oh, a lot okay. of people yeah. um want to write fiction but of course writing a novel is huge so this is another anthology where you can just write little bits and pieces um i have some other plans because a lot of my work, I'm kind of, it's not just publishing. I do, I help a lot of people with different parts of business, like the websites, um, getting people on MailChimp or newsletters, Pinterest, all those kind of bits and pieces. So I'm creating 
right now um, another branch of the Quiet Rebel, Quiet Rebel business, so people can work with me if they wish on oh. other projects. Yeah, that's that sounds fascinating. Yeah. So that's in the pipeline. Um, yeah, and there's also the sacred art of business, which is another thing that's bubbling. It's just finding the time to actually sit down yeah. and get everything into progress. Um, yeah. What happens <laughs> to creative people? There's always like ideas bubbling, and then you have to sort of filter out the ones that you're actually going to focus on at some point. Yeah, but the sacred art of business will happen. It, is something that I've been thinking about for maybe three years or so, because I think that for for people who go into business, particularly women, that there is such, you know, it's more than just a business. It's something that touches your soul and spirit and the way that you can contribute to society and better your life. So I want to create a program that touches on the practical aspects of the business, but also the spiritual components that go into it. Yeah, so uh, that's so true. I, lo I love the connection because I often talk about the connection of creativity and business. Mm. And just recently there was this, you know, it sort of came out at some point was that building a business is like creating a piece of art. You know, yeah, you have to learn stuff, but at the end of the day, you have to let the art come through you, you know, and basically allow it to evolve instead of, and so now I'm, I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, oh, that adds an entirely new dimension to the whole picture. That's so true. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, let's talk again when, when, that, when, that's, <laughs> when that's evolved a bit. Yeah. Yes. I'd love to find more out more about that. Yeah, because, um, there was an, when I was researching, um, actually I think it was for Goddess Rising, so um, about a West African deity, a female deity called Ayazan, and she's, she rules the marketplace because in West African um, like traditions, their religion, the marketplace is feminine and it's where everything happens, everything, all transactions happen, uh, communities come together and it's a feminine place but this particular deity also rules the priest priestesshood so there is no differentiation between being a priestess and being a business owner yeah it's quite interesting mm. <laughs> yeah i think there, there really isn't that much of a difference if you look at business as a way of providing a service or offering a solution to somebody yeah you know then that isn't really that far away from no. what, what a priestess would do yeah it's true sense. isn't it yeah. when we're of service to other people exactly really what we're doing yeah so what piece what nugget of wisdom or piece of advice would you give some, somebody who's thinking of, well, I'd love to have my own business, but <laughs> whatever, whatever the thing is. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of buts, isn't there? Yeah. Um, I think if you feel the call to do it, then act on it, because it, if you don't, it's probably going to be something that you regret for the rest of your life. If you listen to 
to yourself and your intuition and it's guiding you, then you can't let fears get in the way. It isn't an easy journey. Um, There's many ups and there's many downs, but it's always worth it. And it it makes you grow as a person. There's no two ways about that. You, you develop immensely (laughs) on your journey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I would just say do it and, don't compare yourself to other people, even though it's easily done. And just be who you are. Just be authentic. Just, just be brave and be bold and be you. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's that's such a beautiful. Yeah. There's nothing, <laughs> nothing to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming. That was absolutely amazing, and I'm really looking forward to checking out the anthology. And. Oh. Uh, I hope to speak to you again soon. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. It's been wonderful talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Passion Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss the next one.